Welcome to Two Inches Off the Ground. When you are enlightened, you live your life two inches off the ground. Isn't that right, Saskia? That sounds like the place to be. And you're my first interview. Oh, I'm honored. <laughs> I am really honored. Yay. So just so everyone knows, we can't sit more on top of each other than we are because of COVID. So if there's a little bit of echo, we all know I'm obsessed with audio. It just has to be this way, right? It's fine with me. It's fine with me too. Please tell a friend, a coworker, anyone who you think will benefit if you like this podcast, like, subscribe, review, wherever you listen. Five stars, right, Saskia? Always five stars. Always five. We may have about six. How about six, if it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and remember to follow me at Two Inches Off the Ground on Instagram. Today, I have the absolute thrill of speaking with Saskia, yay! <laughs> she goes by one name like Madonna or Schnee, we just call her Saskia, who is an absolute expert in the law of attraction, not only in her years of acquiring knowledge, but more so in your years of applying the law of attraction, right? And accumulating incredible results. You're the one person, Saskia, I can say, truly lives her life by the law of attraction and you can see it with all your amazing well your amazing life right wait until you hear about her life saskia makes the law of attraction work for her like no one i've ever seen in every facet of her life and she is going to give you her life tips today right saskia <laughs> all of them in a nutshell all of them and can i say your age is that okay absolutely, absolutely. you are a beautiful youthful 77 and that was something important to me today to have you on because it's, I think it's different than having a 19-year-old on saying, I've been doing mm. the law of attraction my entire life than a 77-year-old. You've <clears throat> really been doing it. All right. So I'm telling you, this is the episode to listen to if you really want the law of attraction to work for you, right? In her daily life, Saskia is a highly sought after public speaking coach. She has coached those who served in the White House and testified before Congress. That sounds scary. <laughs> Especially these days when you listen. I know. <laughs> We're in the middle of this big trial. So I was like, uh. Um, she's also coached TED Talk speakers and Broadway playwrights. Now, that's cool. That is cool. Yeah, that, that, is, is, cool. that is really cool. Wow. She has a beautiful book I beyond recommend to anyone who's looking to improve their speaking and public speaking skills. The book is called More Than Words Can Say and can be purchased easily on Saskia's website, thekeynotecoach.com. I'm gonna have everything in the show notes so people can buy the book, highly recommend. We're gonna be talking, Saskia, a little bit later about why speaking is so important for Zoom. Mm -hmm. We're all on Zoom these days, yeah. right? It's yeah. so important. Absolutely. We're Zooming around the globe. We are Zooming around the globe. And the book goes into length about how to make the law of attraction work for you when you're speaking, which is kind of cool. Oh, and just a little tidbit, best-selling author and co-founder of the Omega Institute, Elizabeth Lesser calls Saskia's book utterly fantastic. <laughs> that was one of your reviews. You cannot get higher than Elizabeth Lesser. Welcome, Saskia. Thank you. Thank you so much. Did you like it? Do you like I, the intro? <laughs> I love the intro. And I will simply add about age. I read recently this week, you are not your age, you are your energy. Love it. Love it. So what's your energy? My energy is pretty high. I it's, think your energy is about 22. 
No, I wouldn't go back to my 20s if I could help it. I would say it's more like 35. Oh, I like 35. 35's a good age. You okay. sort of know who you are more at 35 than at 22. You do. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. I like that point. I like that point. But if you're 22 and you're listening, we still love you. <laughs> and you know who you are. It's going to be okay. All right. So how did you begin to learn about the law of attraction? You have a long history with Abraham Hicks, which I just, I die when I hear about it because, I mean, I don't I don't want to give it away, but you were one of the first to meet Abraham Hicks attendees. So I go was, ahead. I was in the early days of it when the groups that came to their um, sessions were maybe 100, That's 125. Amazing. Where was this? Can I It ask? was in Tarrytown, New York. Wow. At one of those hotels that they rented. Yeah, yeah. And um, Terrytown Kids is, is right above the city. Yeah, yeah. it's about 35 minutes 35 outside minutes, of the city. Yeah. And they always rent near a city, but not necessarily in a city. They mm-hmm. rent a hotel and, and they take over the ballroom. And these days you'll find 500, 700 people attending, but I was there when it was about 100, 150 Isn't at the most. Amazing? The first time I went into one of their sessions i was can i stop you and ask about what time period was this year this was 1990 uh, i'd say it was 2000 wow 21 years ago 21 years ago. wow okay continue i'm sorry i had parked my car and i was having a hard time finding a space so i was not late for the event but i was later than I had intended to be. So I was running down the hallway to get to the registration desk (laughs) and to get in and get a seat. And I was really charging down at full speed. And around the corner comes a woman with a headset on and I nearly mow her down. But we both stop in time and we laugh and we make eye contact and You know, I go on to the registration desk, and she goes into the room, and of course it turns out to be Esther Hicks. Stop. But I didn't know that at the time. Oh, my God, that's amazing. I thought you were going to say Jane Fonda, teaching an exercise class. More exciting. Yeah, more exciting. More exciting. It was actually Esther Hicks. But the fact that we had made eye contact and were laughing together made me feel as if we were on the same wavelength. Absolutely. I just had that immediate connection with her. And then, of course, when I heard what she was saying, I just fell in love with everything about the law of attraction as she was describing it. It was very lighthearted. There was nothing about it that was too serious or... She didn't take herself too seriously, but it was a serious message in a very lighthearted fun, uplifting way. And my recollection, it was true of all of the events that I've attended over the years, was that everybody in the room was having a fabulous time. Mm. It wasn't like a classroom. It wasn't Mm -hmm. people taking notes. It was just people really involved and enjoying themselves. And she's funny. 
She's hilarious. Yeah, when you listen to her, you know, they take the sessions that you were at, or probably later, yeah. and they put them in podcast form. So that's how I yeah. heard them. And it's, it, it's funny. And I just want to back up for people. Abraham Hicks, if you haven't heard of them, they are the big husband-wife team. Jerry Hicks passed away, I think, in yeah. 2011. Yeah. Esther still does it. And they are they channel this, what would you say, being prophet? They, they call it an... I think they call it a being. They, yeah. they don't really refer to it. No, but they don't. They've named this entity, whatever it is, Abraham. Yes. Because Abraham was a name that was in so many various religions and it represented knowledge and understanding and wisdom. So they they named the broader entity. But if you ask Esther, she would say it encompasses the teachings of Buddha, Jesus, Mohammed, Moses, everybody and everybody, anybody who's ever had anything to say about the larger picture of life. What did you really learn at these conferences that you just, what, I know a lot of it stuck with you, but what, what do you think is the one or two things or, or a theme that just really did it for you? That's a very interesting question yeah. because it's, it encompasses so much for me. Can I expand on that question? Yeah. yeah <laughs> now I'm going to make it harder. So Saskia is someone, you're someone that, has done the law of attraction almost your entire life before even knowing what the law of attraction was, right? Is that correct? That's absolutely correct. I would say I didn't know how to name it, but things happened that I couldn't describe, I couldn't explain, Mm -hmm. I couldn't understand. Mm -hmm. Then, many years later, when I heard of the law of attraction, I could look back and say, oh... That happened because of the law of attraction. At the time, I didn't know it, but it was in hindsight that I could explain it. So coming from that, where you, you're doing it, you don't really know you're doing it, then you go to Abraham Hicks conferences, and then you realize what you're doing. Mm-hmm. What did you take out of that? So in regard to the theme or just anything, one memory or, or, or a couple memories that you, in particular? That helped me focus. Thank you. There Um, you go. (laughs) It was very helpful. I think what I took out of it is that the good luck, so to speak, that I found in my previous existence before Abraham wasn't luck. That there was a formula, there was an attitude, there was an approach that you could take that allowed you to ensure the kinds of good things that were happening to me inadvertently. So what I might have called luck, or I frequently said, I was in the right place at the right time. Which you say all the time. It's true. I feel as if that's the story of my life. But I think after going to the Abraham Hicks lectures, talks, I felt this is not as random as I used to think it was. This is controllable, Mm. and I can make it happen. And you do make it happen. I think I make no, it happen. No, you make it happen. You know you make it happen. <laughs> but I think I make it happen inadvertently. I don't sit down. No, you don't. And plan it out and think, well, if I do this according to Abraham and then I do that, it will happen. But we're getting ahead of ourselves because we're going to go through that. Because if you're listening to this, Saskia, right? If, if someone's listening to this and they say, well, good for Saskia. I'm, I'm happy that she's lived a charmed life and blah, blah, blah. 
I want people to understand that you can switch it around. Definitely. 100%. I've switched it around. Yeah. I've seen you switch yeah, it around. You've seen me switch it around. But I was even in the darker days where you didn't yeah. even see me. Yeah. But I, even in this, you know, you could say about me in this year and a half, I've really switched it around. Absolutely. It's so it, anyone can switch it around. And that's what I want. I want people to keep, you know, really absorbing this. Because I think something important that you just said without saying it is you really studied the law of attraction and I think that's a really good step for people to start is really studying it my study really consisted of listening to hours and hours and hours of this goes back a while cassette tapes that Abraham you did Hicks not just say out. cassette tapes <laughs> <laughs> not even CDs or DVDs oh, I, eventually they were on CDs but I started out this is how old I am no Eventually they became CDs, and of course I listened to the CDs, but I started out with the old-fashioned little cassette tapes, but I would listen to them in my car a lot, and I just listened to them over and over and over again, and always got something affirming out of it. So for me, it didn't feel like study, because to me, study means homework as a kid that you hate and try to avoid. But the study was joyous. Yeah. Listening over and over again. Yeah. I was. I think they had a weekly tape club, but I was a monthly <laughs> participant. This is so old school. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I just went to all of the talks when they were in my general area, and started discussing it with friends who were following it. And I stopped buying the tapes at some point when. Esther would take questions mm-hmm. from the audience and then she would answer the people's questions and I could predict what her yeah. answers were going to be. I knew exactly how she was going to answer the questions and then I said, okay, I think I've incorporated it. I, I've absorbed this now. I love that you talk about the car because I think driving is just this it's this great asset that we have. Yeah. And some of us, I understand in COVID right now that a lot of us aren't driving. But, you know, today to see you, I drove 45 minutes mm-hmm. and I listened to something and mm-hmm. I got that knowledge. It's it's so great. And if you're in COVID and if you're home all the time, definitely, you know, put in your ear pods or whatever, your AirPods and, and do it that way. You know, cleaning the house, I, I constantly listen to things or... Um, when I wake up in the morning, brush my teeth, do the bed, that's 20 minutes of listening to something. Definitely. So that's that's a really good way to do it. Can you briefly explain to us the Abraham Hicks method of ask, allow, and receive? There are three steps in the approach that Abraham takes to getting what you want in life, in relationships, in finances, in you name it. Yeah. And the first is to ask, which we all do all the time, according to them. Um, We're always asking. The second step is the hard one. It's after you've asked to simply allow things to come to you. We get very busy at that point. Instead of allowing, we start doing and planning and being disappointed when something doesn't come in on a targeted date that we have in our mind. 
And fixating on the how. Fixates, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fixating on the how is this going to happen and what do I have to do to make mm-hmm. it happen and um, what's my part in this and how can I speed it up? Yeah. It's all those little attitudes and behaviors that we have, some of them unconsciously even, that get in the way of allowing. Allowing is more passive. You just have to have faith that what you have asked for will be delivered. And you don't have to mess around with it. You don't have to keep working at it or trying or forcing it. Allowing is hard for people. Yeah. This is not a society that trains us to allow things. Excellent point. We're expected to do and to achieve and to perform anything but allow. So allowing is the hard part. Then the third part is receiving. That happens on its own. The only thing I would say about receiving is sometimes you receive a gift and you're too distracted or busy to even recognize it. So you may be receiving something and be so unaware that it's arrived that you're not sure you've gotten it. Yep. So that's, that's the only caveat I would say about receiving, but the hard part is allowing. Yes, and we're going to talk about that a little, a little bit more because for me, that was the hardest part. <clears throat> I, I love how you said there's a relaxation or a calmness about allowing. I would say chillness. Chill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're younger than I, so yeah, you yeah, would yeah, say yeah, chill. Yeah, yeah, chill. <laughs> there has to be a chillness, and this is something I've learned from you and just something I've learned in the last year and a half. And it's a chillness. It's not a forcing. Yeah. It's not a hard work type of thing. And I love that you pointed out that in American society, all we're drilled into is hard work. You have to yeah. work hard. You have to work hard. Yeah. You have to do this. You have to do yeah. that. You have to force it. And with this. We admire type A. Yeah, that's type a good a way to put it. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. And this, this requires you to turn off your type A and sit back and relax and chill out. Which is so hard when you think about yoga, right? Yeah. The, um, I've been told by yoga teachers that the hardest part when they take a yoga class is Shavasana, which is that relaxation part at the I end. I have a hard time understanding that. To me, yeah. Shavasana is the reason I do yoga. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, I just wait. <laughs> have you ever been in those classes? Well, you're a yoga teacher. Have you have you done it in the classes or taken a class where they do a mid-class shavasana? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's my that's my thing. I yeah. love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. The, my favorite t-shirt, I'm not into t-shirts that talk to you. Yeah. But my favorite t-shirt of all time is someone sitting in a yoga pose and underneath it says, I'm here for Shavasana. Love it. Love it. See, that's our motto. That's our that's being that's also being Vata's, being Ariadne. I mean, this goes into all our similarities. So the chillness to allowance, I talked about it in my first episode of this podcast. I talked about the law of attraction. I'm talking about it again. This is gonna be episode ten, I think. Lucky number. Lucky number. And I'm going to keep talking about it because I want people to understand they can change their lives. And it's something that Source really yeah. is saying to me is, is you've got to push this law of attraction. And in the first episode, I talk about the antidote of the green leggings and how I attracted them inadvertently. I've also attracted this new shirt that I 
I kept wanting and it dropped down in price. And I know these are little things. And I understand that. I have a friend who, he's, I'm sure he's listening. He's been killing it with the law of attraction. He's been, he's been attracting all sorts of things constantly. Like what? Can you give me an example? Um, I'm trying to think on the spot. During COVID, he's attracted two new jobs to himself. My goodness. During COVID, during the pandemic, yeah. Wow. And um, that's just one example of what he's, he has a new car, he has, you know, two mm. new jobs, he has a new place to live. He's been really, in my, in my opinion, killing it. And then with small stuff, he's been killing it too. Yeah. So it's amazing. Now, I'll just add, go ahead, the please. law of attraction does not differentiate between big and small. Yes. It just operates on the vibration that you are living. But that's yeah. hard for us to get our... It is. And I want to just... I actually thank you. That was a perfect lead-in there, Saskia. <laughs> a perfect lead-in. In the first episode, I announced a goal of attracting $100,000. Do you remember that? I do. Yes. And that, that episode aired December 3rd, 2020. Okay? So now it's what? February... 11th. February 11th, 2021. And on the episode, I said I got to $12,000 of that $100,000. Today, I have reached $53,000 of that goal. Yes. And I'm really excited to report that. That's amazing. Because I didn't worry about the how. I was chill about it. I, I said to the universe, you know what, this is my goal. Mm-hmm. And I have 47000 to go, and I know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I know it's going to happen. Yeah. So, Saskia, as we're talking about being chill or relaxed, we mean with regards to the formula, the attitude, the approach, right, to the law of attraction, and especially not obsessing about the how. Definitely letting things come to you letting the law of attraction work for you. But of course, you know, there's an action component to the law of attraction. For example, if you want to meet the love of your life, you may have to put effort into socializing more and meeting more people and joining a hiking group or whatever that looks like to you. If you want to write the book you've always talked about writing, guess what? You have to take some action and you actually have to write the book. It can't be a, you know, so chill that you're just saying, okay, this book is going to come to me. Yes, you write the book from source and you do let it come to you that way, but you actually have to put pen to paper. And my example is if you want to start a podcast, you have to take action and actually start a podcast, right? Yeah. And sometimes the best way to begin to take action is to write a letter to the universe. When I was ready for, (laughs) when I was ready for a good functional relationship, let's put it that way, (laughs) I wrote a letter to the universe saying everything I wanted in my partner, right? And I was, I went down to the physical. I did everything from the physical to the job to the this, not exact job, but you know, I want the person to be a little motivated work-wise, that, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And two weeks later, I ended up meeting my husband. Or ended up dating. I knew him, but I ended up dating my husband. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I... And I can say he is adorable. He is. I know. He is. He, really he is, is pretty adorable. adorable. I have had to wrap my head around this as an American, as you say. And you don't have to be American. But to drop that type A and say, okay, universe, 
ask. This is what I want. Mm -hmm. You know, get myself on a good vibration. Maybe think about it every once in a while. Put out some good vibes. And that's it. And let it happen. Totally. That's that's the formula. And it is the formula because it's replicatable. Yeah. Is that a right, the right word? You can replicate it. Yes. I, I like replicatable. We should add that. To it. That <laughs> okay. should be the word of the year. But you can. So whether it's, let's put it this way. When people go to psychics, what do they ask about? Love, health, and money. Those that's, are, right. that, that's it. So you can replicate it in any of those areas of your life. And, and trust me, Saskia, you know that, let's see, I'm 43, I'm trying to do the math. Seven years ago, I didn't have a penny to my name. Mm-hmm. I had just broken up with my fiance. And the fact that I can attract money and attract a farm and do, I'm a good example. Because yeah, trust me, I came from nothing. I came from, I didn't have a penny to my name. I mean, okay, that's exaggerating, but I didn't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So... Anyone can do it. Okay, so what's a pivotal moment in Saskia's life in which the law of attraction really came through for her, for you? But, but, and how can you make it happen for yourself? But before we discuss this pivotal topic, I want to talk about your book. More Than Words Can Say, which is available on your absolutely beautiful website, so aesthetically pleasing, like yourself. Thank you. TheKeynoteCoach.com, which of course will be in the show notes. In a few sentences, tell us how the law of attraction factors into public speaking, because you talk a lot about the law of attraction in your book. I do. So when we go up in front of a room or it may be on a Zoom call, or it may be in a small room with 10 people, not a big formal engagement with 500 people in the room, wherever it may be. When we go up in front of a group, what we project from ourselves is going to be what we get back. Mm. If we project fear and nervousness and tension Yes. And the desire to be anywhere else but here, the audience is going to pick that up. Mm-hmm. They have radar. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're going to sense. And they're going to cringe at the thought of spending the next 20 minutes with this person, mm-hmm. talking at them. So our own attitude gets projected whether we know it or not. Okay. And that's the problem. Okay. If we don't know it, we may be projecting exactly the wrong thing. So what I try to make people understand in terms of the law of attraction is that if you are operating on a vibe that's very low and somebody else is on a vibe that's very high, yeah. you guys are not going to meet. Yeah. You're on different levels. Yeah. One's going to go way off into the wild blue yonder and the other in the opposite direction, and that's that. Yes. You have got to raise your vibration, meaning your attitude, how you see the world, how you feel about yourself, how you feel about your topic. You've got to raise that to a place where you can be joyful and happy to share your knowledge with the group in front of you. Yeah. If you're not, I promise you, if, if you're not enjoying yourself, no one else is going to enjoy yes. you. Yes. So there's where the law of attraction comes in. That's where it right? comes in. Yes. You want to project what you want to get back. Exactly. exactly. 
speaking skills are vital when all of us are on Zoom. We're all on Zoom right now, or Zoom or whatever, you know, video conferencing you use. And we all wanna sound our best. All we have on these video conferencing apps is our appearance and our words. For those of us, probably all of us, who are doing these meetings and wanna improve our speaking skills, how can your book help? There are a couple of things about Zoom that are unique to Zoom. Yes. One of them is, if you have a very stodgy PowerPoint bulleted performance that you have to get across, it's not really going to be very interesting. And people, because you can't see them, they can see you, yeah. but you, normally you, you wouldn't see a room full right, of people. Right. They can go off and you know make dinner yeah. or yep. have a sandwich or go somewhere. They, they don't really have to continue listening to you. Right. So there's not necessarily the same interaction where you can see your audience sitting in a room and notice that two-thirds of them are falling asleep. Right. They can shut the cameras off, their, their own cameras off. That's they can, right. Yeah, they can do all sorts of things. Yeah. So it, it really pays for you to spend the time making your Zoom presentation, the formal business presentation, as lively and interesting as you possibly can. Yes. This, of course, is true in normal life anyway, but with Zoom, people can tune you out, whereas sitting in a room, they can't. Good point. And you can see people falling asleep and adjust, but if you can't see them, you can't adjust. I always tell people, don't worry if one person in the first row is falling asleep. Mm -hmm. They may have had a bad night. Yeah, yeah. But if two-thirds of the room are sleeping, (laughs) it's it's, it's your problem, not, not theirs. Yeah. So you want to really be as active and engaged as possible on Zoom. But the corollary or the counterpoint is that people can sometimes treat Zoom too casually. Mm. And they don't prepare anything or they don't think in advance about what they want to right. leave Right, they show behind. up in their underwear. Yeah. (laughs) And then you ramble and you go off the deep end and you don't have a message and your point gets lost. And you think it's like any other rambling conversation where if you're lucky, you'll come out with something to say at the end. But Zoom allows you to be too extreme on that end. Yes. So I would say if you're going to be on a Zoom call, even if it's casual, Ask yourself in advance, what would I like to leave behind that can be remembered? Amazing. Yeah. I love your book. Your book's amazing. I've I've probably read it twice. I'm going to go back and read it again if I have to do more of these Zoom meetings because when I started to do Zoom meetings, I wasn't really good at them. I didn't know how to get my point across. I just wasn't, I didn't feel very confident on that medium, even though I podcast. I know mm, it sounds strange, but it I ju- it just wasn't, I felt that I wasn't coming across right. So I know if I go back into that again, I would definitely read your book and, and take some of the tips from your book because I think they're so invaluable. Well, did you even ask yourself on your earlier Zoom calls, what is my point? No, I didn't. Okay. And and I think that's that's a good that's a good point <laughs> to ask what's my point. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, awesome. So again, more than words can say by Saskia, everything will be in the show notes. 
So we're going to move on to a pivotal moment for where the law of attraction really came through for you. And then I'm going to talk about me because okay. I love talking about me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I do, right? And I love talking about me. So we're yeah, leaving. there you go. There you go. So Saskia, you've told me the story several times, and I think it's such a game changer of a story. And again, it's good for those people out there listening who are like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. Uh, let's talk about the retainer story. The retainer story. I love this. I had been consulting for a major company that was the bulk of my income for a long time. I would say it it comprised about 70% of my income. And I had worked with this company over the course of 20 years. Wow. I had coached several generations, yeah. and this was from the president down. Wow. The president hired me, and then I worked with everybody in the senior level and then the less senior level and all the way down um, for many, many years. Approximately, I'd say at around year 15 or so, I decided it would make more sense for me in my finances if they would just put me on a retainer and I could charge my time against that retainer the way a lawyer would. So I walked into the office of the woman who was basically in charge of that type of thing and I knew her very well. As I said, I trained virtually everybody in the firm right. at that point. And I told her what my idea was and she listened and she said, oh Saskia, I'm so sorry, we can't do that. We're not set up for it. We don't do that with any of our outside vendors. So I walked away and I let it go. And I came back maybe two years later and I asked again and she gave me essentially the same answer. And then a few years after that, I bought a house. I had had, I, ha I still have, but I had had an apartment in New York that I owned outright. And as a New Yorker, I didn't have a car because what crazy person in New York keeps a car unless they need it to go out side of the city. Right. But when I bought a house about an hour outside of the city, I had the house, I had a new mortgage, I had to buy a car, Yeah. I had the insurance yeah. on that. So I had basically quadrupled, if not quintupled, my expenses. <laughs> and now I really, really, really wanted a retainer. Can I just interject on this story? I just want everyone to know, Saskia did this as a single woman. Yeah. I think yeah. that's important to the story, too. Yeah. Yeah, which I, is I, awesome. I did this on my own. There was a man in my life for a long while, but we didn't mix finances. Right, he didn't financially support no. you in any way. There yeah. was no, no yeah. connection there. I went in with all my quintupled expenses on my mind, and I knew, this time I knew, that if I didn't get it, I was prepared to leave the firm and go somewhere else where I could get it. Wow. Because I had a reputation at that point. I had been in this business a long time. People right. knew what I was capable of. And it was more important for me to get the retainer than to keep going without it. Now, it did not change anything about what I asked, but it changed the attitude in me Yes. that I went in and asked about. Changed your vibration. It was my vibration. Yeah. So this was a very short conversation. I went in for the third time to the same woman and asked for a retainer. 
And she looked up at me and she said, yeah, sure. Wow. No question, no hesitation. And she just said yes on the spot. And I nearly fell off my chair. That is law of attraction. That is raised, changed vibration right there. That really is. That was the only thing that changed in my asking. I love this story. Every time I hear it, (laughs) I just love it. And I think the pivotal moment for me was several pivotal moments together. When I had broken up with my fiancé and... (laughs) I actually went all the way down to Australia to, you know, be with someone and it didn't work out, obviously. And I finally said to myself, what the hell am I doing? You know, what the hell am I doing career-wise? What the hell am I doing? I'm going all the way down to Australia to try to find something. And I love Australia. And Mm -hmm. and 10% of my listeners are actually from Australia. No kidding. Yes, I found that out on my stats. So I love Australia, Australians. And I actually want to do an episode on that soon, somehow figure that out but I realized that was a pivotal moment when I pretty much I got pseudo dumped I said the words first but he was gonna dump me first (laughs) I said oh my god this is how I'm living my life this is not good I'm giving everyone the power you know and that I think was a pivotal change for me well you know what Esther Hicks says about that Jennifer she says until you've lived in a house with not enough closets. You don't know how many closets you want. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's about contrast. Life is about contrast. Yeah. And from living in situations where you don't get what you want, you learn exactly what you want yeah. or won't put up with again. Yes. That's a perfect that's a perfect way to put it. So I think when that started to happen, I really flipped my life around. And I said, okay, I'm going to go about it X, Y, and Z. And that's when, you know, I met my husband. And then we moved back to the Hudson Valley. And, yay! You know, yay! And, <laughs> and, and we started to become friends again. The people I have in my life are incredible. So I just, you know, every day I wake up and I'm grateful. I may not have the best day, but every day I do wake up. And as I was driving here, that's what I was doing. You know how we talked about you had given me the idea of, what is it? Say what you're, everyone knows this, say what you're grateful for, but also what I love about me today. Yeah. Right? That's been really helpful too. If I'm, if I'm in a bad place, well, what do I love about me today? Well, I love the fact that, you know what? I wasn't feeling that well yesterday. Perfect example. I wasn't feeling that well and I still pushed through it and got all my work done. You know, I love that about me yesterday. Mm -hmm. I love that perseverance. Yeah. The reason that I want to specifically interview you is that you've made the law of attraction work for you like no one else. I mean, you've lived a charmed life. You've attracted abundance, prosperity, love, anything you could dream of in every facet of your life. And you really do live a life that's two inches off the ground. You know, you have a great aura. So please share with us any last tips or secrets or any anecdotes, a story, anything that you have I have to sort of quote Esther Hicks here, but that's appropriate. I can't I can't say whether it belongs to her or to me because I've incorporated it at this point. I would say go out and seek joy in your life every day. Love it. Just seek joy, not big fireworks joy. Yeah, but gratitude, appreciation, lift your mood, 
Look around you and see what's of great beauty in your environment. Just seek to be joyous. Love that. And that in and of itself will raise your vibration and you will find more joy. You will. And I found, we had talked about this a while ago, that I used to listen to certain podcasts that now I can't even listen to anymore. Mm -hmm. Because they're, and I, I don't mean this in a judgy way, but they're on a different vibration than I am. Yeah. They bring you down. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I'm not mentioning what they are. But I, you know, they do bring me down. And in fact, I tried to tune into one yesterday just because I was bored and there was, you know, I was doing the dishes or something. You wanted to be in a bad mood? I, I guess I did. <laughs> I wanted to lower my vibration yesterday. And I couldn't do it. You know, I started to listen to it and what the guest was talking about was just not my thing. But this person I listened to on SiriusXM, he now has a new podcast just by, again, what synchronicity, right, happens all the time, where it's actually helping people. And he has on like psychics and metaphysical people. So I, now I listen to his new podcast mm -hmm. or his new SiriusXM show. And that's, by the way, his name is Jeff Lewis. So that's been amazing that I can still, he's really funny, so I can still follow him, but now at a raised vibrational level, if that yeah. makes sense. And it sounds, Saskia, it sounds like it's something, you know, people may roll their eyes at and say, oh, this is so, you know, it's not important, but it is. What you're consuming is important. It's totally, totally important. So yeah, it's, it's about raising your vibration. It's about being chill. Mm -hmm. You know, you ask and allow. And I have one more thing I have to say before I end this because Source is making me say it. I think sometimes there is a fear in asking. Mm -hmm. For example, when I asked for $100,000, I had a fear. You know, I said, no, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can attract yeah. this in a short... There's a fear because, again, like you said, like as Esther Hicks says... You know, there's no difference vibrationally between something big and something small, but we, we create that. We, we create that distinction. We create that. So I think there is something of, I know how you feel about this, but also when you're in a good place, don't be afraid to ask. Yeah. It's okay to ask. Yeah. You know, and again, I can't, I can't stress enough writing a letter to the universe and I do it right on my phone. I do it in the notes section of my phone. So it's dated and I keep... It's a short thing. It's not... Mm -hmm. It doesn't go on and on. It's a paragraph, maybe mm -hmm. a long paragraph. And I did this with my health. Mm. And you can see, Suski, how much better I am. Yeah. Health-wise. Yeah. I can't stress that enough either. If, if that's something that resonates with you, do a letter to the universe when you're ready to ask for something. It's a great something. idea. Yeah. It's a great and idea. And I, I say be detailed about it. You know, people may yeah. say no, but I say be detailed. Not about the how, mm -hmm. but about what you want. I think Esther would agree with you. I've, I've gotten things come to me where I was not at all detailed because I didn't know how to be. I, right, I didn't right. really know right. the details. Of course. But I once rented a house that was the perfect house for me. That's a whole other episode. Yeah. But I had no idea what the perfect house would look like until I saw it. And when I saw it, I said, well, of course, this is the best choice possible. Yeah, yeah. But if you had asked me to describe it in advance, I wouldn't have known how. Excellent point. Both of us aren't parents. We haven't raised children. But I think we both agree is if we had kids, we would raise our children with the law of attraction from a very young age. You had a story about this. This was a man who taught the law of attraction mm -hmm. in one way or another. 
and he was describing how he uses it with his grandchildren mm. who were quite young but not not like three four they were more like six and seven or eight mm -hmm. and he would invite them to create a movie mm. they would be the writer the director the producer and the actor and all they had to do was project whatever imagery that came to them that they wanted to create on a screen and to wow. put that out to the universe and wait for whatever wishes they had yeah. to come back to them. But it was about making a movie and projecting it. This was the way in which he thought they could appreciate and understand the wow. law of attraction. That's amazing. Projection and receiving. That's amazing. Projection yeah. and just waiting, allowing and receiving. So I thought that was a brilliant way of formulating it for whatever age group you needed yeah. to work with. And know that it exists for everyone all the time. It's like gravity. You don't have to agree with gravity. You don't have to understand gravity. Gravity's going to work whether you like it or not. Yeah. And that's true for the law of attraction as well. Perfect. And that's a perfect parenting tip from two non-parents. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. You know I adore you. You're one of my besties. Um, and you'll be back on later. You'll, I you'll, will. You're going to come on in March for that Ayurveda, Ayurveda. See, I have such a problem saying that word, Ayurveda episode, because you're also an Ayurveda expert. Well, I don't consider myself an expert, but thank you. I will come back as an almost quite, not quite expert. Oh, you're an expert. We're making you an expert. You're, you're an expert. Until next time, keep figuring out how to make the law of attraction work for you and live your life two inches. Can you say it with me, Saskia? Two inches off, off the, the ground. ground. Yay!